Hello and welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. Hello, hello. Today is Friday, March 27th. I'm recording this and releasing this on the same day. I am... I don't even know what day it is of the lockdown, the pandemic, the um, just the the state that we are in, certainly here in Los Angeles and um, certainly lots of other places in the world. Of course, there are lots of places that aren't locked down at all, um, especially here in the U.S. But in L.A., we've been locked down for I I, I mean, I'm losing all track of time. I really am. (laughs) Um, But it's been a minute. Um, and it's been a very interesting time to say the least, obviously very, um, stressful and there is a lot of unknown, a lot of uncertainty, and that causes a lot of fear and uh, feelings of a lot of instability and everyone is coping with that in their own way. And I know that for myself, I, um, I had a couple of days this week where I was just, I don't know, I'm calling it like the, you know, the COVID blues. Like I definitely just had this sense of overwhelm um, just just because of all the uncertainty, you know. Uh, None of us like uncertainty, not um, certainly not something as fearful. And um, when people are getting sick and more people are going to get sick and people are dying and it's just it's a scary it's a scary time. So I keep on saying, you know, every time anyone asks me how I'm doing, I'm like, I'm taking it one day at a time because that is really, um, that's really all we can do. But I also, you know, a couple of nights ago, I realized that, okay, it's time for me to kind of shift gears here from the shock and the stress of, of what's going on in the world and the pandemic and to really shift into well, given that this is going to be our new normal for an unforeseen amount of time, but um, certainly a while. I mean, I I hear people saying things um, like, oh, well, you know, it'll just be a month and everything will be back to normal. And I'm like, mm, I don't think that's actually true. But, you know, I'm not here to predict the future. I'm, But I am preparing myself for much longer than that. And um, I don't know, it were, it'll be really interesting to see how the world changes, the ways in which the world changes um, once this epidemic, pandemic, excuse me, this global pandemic has gotten under control um, and we return to some semblance of normal life. But I don't know, I don't, I don't think that things are going to ever be exactly the same because they never are. Um, the only thing that is constant is change, right? So this is a massive lesson in uncertainty, the uncertainty of life. And there are so many things that we just took for granted even a couple of weeks ago that, you know, you could walk into any store and buy toilet paper, that you could go to work, that you could go out to dinner, that you could go to your your gym and, um, you know, all sorts of things that it's not the case. You could hang out with your friends, you know, um, you could take a vacation. And now it's like, oh, I don't know when any of those things are going to be able to occur again. So it's it's crazy. Um, but <laughs> this is what I really wanted to talk about today. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but I, I think it's time to kind of shift into, all right, given that this is a situation for a while, we don't know how long, 
Um, we don't know how many waves this virus is going to have before it gets under control. Um, we might have a few months locked down and then kind of return to normalcy somewhat and then have another wave and have to lock down again. I live with a scientist, so I'm like, you know, um, I, I get the the real uh, science perspective on this and kind of detach in terms of like, well, this is how viruses work and this is how coronaviruses work and this is how pandemics work. And so I'm I'm preparing myself for a, for the long haul here emotionally. And along with that comes, OK, what do I want the next three, six, nine, 12 months to look like? What given all the limitations, what can we accomplish? And, you know, I obviously when it comes to dating, um, this is this is on the one hand thrown a huge wrench into the plans of a lot of people and into the routines of a lot of people, into the relationships of a lot of people. Um, and I'm not saying today that I have all the answers. I'm not saying that I'm going to have all the answers, but I at least wanted to have a conversation about it. And I wanted to give you some advice depending on where you are in your love journey and um, just to check in with you and to see, you know, really for you to check in with yourself and to see what you are prepared for and preparing for and how you're going to stay connected. Because, you know, the one thing that's going to save us here is each other. And that's on a lot of levels. That's in terms of people really um, self-isolating and social distancing and sp- and slowing the spread of this virus, which is going at a very, very alarming rate in the U.S. Um, and, you know, we now have, as of yesterday, we ha- we are the country that has the most uh, coronavirus infections, um, COVID-19 infections, I should say, to be more precise. Um, And uh, that number is going to increase rapidly as we've seen um, day over day and week over week. So um, it's hard to talk about anything without going back to like the reality of the situation. But, um, you know, I the only thing that's going to save us is each other. So in terms of slowing the, the spread of the virus and in terms of staying connected to each other. And there is for, for me, and I hope for you, the idea that you're going to opt out of connection, you're going to opt out of romance you're, or, or the possibility of romance, you're going to opt out of intimacy for the next year or six months or three months. I don't want to freak people out by saying a year. For the next however long this is going to last, um, it, it's... It's not an option, right? We're not opting out of those things that are so fundamental to our happiness and our fulfillment. So um, I kind of want to break this down in terms of where you might be in where your head is at and your status right now. So if you are listening to this and you are single and and I mean, you're really you're single and not dating anyone. So it's not as if though you had a you know, um, a relationship that was budding before all of this happened, but you're really just, there's, there's really, um, no one on the horizon at the moment. I actually think that this is a good opportunity. Um, I think it's a good opportunity for you if you are in this category. And what I mean by that is that we have such a busy, distracted, short attention span 
society and culture in general. And now everyone is forced to hit pause. Whether you like it or not, you got to hit pause. You got to slow down. And um, well, unless you're a healthcare worker or um, in some other essential service where your life is actually maybe even more hectic now than usual. And I just want to send some love to everyone in that position. All the truck drivers, grocery drivers, nurses, doctors, social workers, everyone who's out there on the front lines who are making the rest of our lives possible. Um, I appreciate you, the the delivery people, the uh, postal people. I mean, it's like there's an army of people who are whose lives are not on pause. So I do want to just acknowledge that and not think that everyone is like home watching Netflix because that is certainly not the case. Um, and then there are people who are just working their regular jobs. And, you know, even if you're working it from home, you're still really busy. But even if you are not in... Um, a profession or position where you're extra crazed right now because you're one of the few who's able to actually um, deliver services for the rest of us, you are paused somewhat, right? Even if it's just now you don't have a commute. Now you don't have to, um, I don't know, you're not running around trying to see your friends all the time or go to the gym. So there's more time, okay? bottom line. And I think that because of that, there is an opportunity, obviously using online dating, dating apps and the like, um, is, and even actually not even just online dating doesn't just have to be dating apps and dating websites. It could also be Facebook. It could also be Instagram. It could also be LinkedIn. It could also be anywhere that you spend time online where there are other people. There is an opportunity for you to connect with those other people. I am really advocating that people join Facebook groups to stay connected. I started a Facebook group called Distanced But Not Disconnected. Feel free to look that up and join my group. It's for people who just want some support during this time. I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, and there's so many groups that are, you know, that are out there for every interest. You've seen those Facebook commercials. It's true. Um, and not to just plug Facebook, but it's just an easy example of of ways to connect that um, we maybe we've taken for granted, but I think are going to be really, really important right now and in the weeks and months going forward. So I think that there is an opportunity for you to, if you are single, there's an op, and even if you're not single, um, there's there's still an opportunity for you to have more connections and to deepen connections with people. Technology is really our friend right now, so you know I'm so grateful that this isn't like some natural disaster that's like taken out all of our um, our t- our cell towers and power down because that would be. Oh my gosh. Okay. That'd be terrible. But so we not, we're not in that situation. Luckily, you're listening to this podcast right now. You have power. Um, I have power. I have internet. It's all good. Um, and there, there is a chance to return to a bit of an old-fashioned type of courtship where you actually have to spend time getting to know each other, um, talking to each other, doing virtual dates. I'm, I'm, I've been pushing people to do virtual dates and really treat it like a date, set a time, you know, wear what you would wear if you were going on a date, decide, are we going to have dinner together? Are we going to have a drink together? Are we going to have a cup of coffee together? Are we going to take a walk together? Um, You know, obviously virtually, right? You're on your device, they're on their device, you're in separate locations. I'm not advocating that people meet face-to-face for dates right now um, for obvious reasons, but virtual dating is a real thing and 
there is creativity that is required. But I've I've already been getting great feedback from people. I just got another text message this morning from someone who I had challenged to go on a virtual date last week, and um, she did, and it was great. And I have a couple of clients who have gone on virtual dates this week, and they reported back that they were great, and they felt really connected, and they had fun, and it was it was fun to get dressed and, you know, not just be in um, kind of like our everyone's in their loungewear right now. Um, and that was that was a really cool experience for them. So I very, very, very much encourage you to not at all think that this is a time to say, OK, well, now I can't date anyone. No, that's not true. This is a time for you to get to know people. Um, it takes more effort to have, you know, video dates and to have phone conversations um, and to have a longer uh, courtship. It takes it definitely takes more effort. But, you know, uh, that's a good thing because um, you're likely to if you can actually create a connection with someone. And I don't want it to just be on text. I want to just make that clear because I think texting is different. I happen to love texting. I'm a big texter in my life in general. I text everyone. But um, I think that when it comes to dating, texting can really create a false sense of intimacy. And, you know, the way people express themselves on text is just not necessarily how they express themselves um, face-to-face. And so I I want to encourage people to really, uh, really do video dates and to really, you know, phone calls and video dates is that is really have to be the primary way that you're communicating. Um, I mean, you know, just for day-to-day stuff, of course, texting is fine, but it's it's hard to really get to know someone and know, know their character over text. So, um, and, and texting is so easy that it's just a low effort thing to do. And so here's here's an opportunity to actually devote real effort. So the effort of getting on a video call, of setting a time, you know, treating it like a date, the effort of talking on the phone is something that um, not everyone's going to want to do. And people who don't want to do that, at least you know, okay, they're not willing to put in the effort. But I think that more and more, um, it might be too soon to tell right now, but I really do believe that more and more um, this is going to become the norm. People are going to meet their future spouses right now during this pandemic. It's going to happen. People are going to connect online and they're going to spend weeks or months talking to each other and video, um, you know, chatting with each other and they're going to fall in love. It is going to happen guaranteed. It might happen a lot. <laughs> there might be a lot of, you know, Corona weddings coming out of this, you know, in a year or so. I, I don't have any doubt. So I want to just give you that encouragement if you are single and worried about, oh, my God, what do I, you know, what do I do now? There is still a way. And I think it's a great opportunity. Now, if you are if you are actually dating someone, if you'd already been dating someone when this all started, but you don't live together. Um, so this is a category. I have a client right now who is in this situation. Actually, I have a couple of clients who are in this situation um, right now where they they're in relationships with people and they don't live with those people. And actually more than a couple. I have clients who are in this situation right now. They don't live with their with their partners. And, you know, there's those relationships are at varying stages. Some people it's like we've just started seeing each other and we were having a great time getting to know each other. Some people it's no, we're together, we're committed, but we don't live together. And, you know, we can't live together right now um, for various reasons. And so you're physically separated. Um, 
And for people who are in that category, I my heart goes out to you because it sucks. It's there's it's just fucking hard, right? Um, so I'm I'm a big fan of like just acknowledging that something is hard <laughs> because it is. Like we don't live in denial. It's hard and it's a challenge and it's going to require creativity. But again, it can be done. You can continue to grow and strengthen your relationship. It's just going to look different. It just is. And, you know, in terms of whether or not you're going to see each other face to face, that is an individual decision, obviously, um, depending on your situation and um, the amount of risk that you are comfortable with, how much you are self-isolating. And I, you know, but I definitely encourage you to you know, be honest with yourself about, okay, you know, maybe you're a person like I have a client right now, she's having a really hard time because she is very, um, she has asthma. And she already had a a respiratory infection this year that was very, very, very serious. And she's, she's healed from that, you know, thankfully. But, you know, her partner, her boyfriend is not he is not self-isolating and social distancing um, to the same extent that she is. And partially it's because of his living situation. Partly it's because of his work. Um, and partly it's because he's just, I don't know if he's completely grasped the, the severity of the situation. So, um, you know, so she made the decision. She and I talked this week and made the decision that, you know, for now, they're not going to see each other. Um, and they had been seeing each other last week. Um, he'd been coming over, but at this point he's had exposure to a lot of people and it's just really dangerous for her. So you've got to just know for yourself. Um, you know, I have another client, the guy that she has been seeing her, um, her beau, you know, they've both been self-isolating and the only time that they are not self-isolating is when he is getting in his car and driving to her apartment and, so they both feel very comfortable with that. And I think that that's a totally different situation. So if you have that situation, then yes, maybe face to face does make sense. But, um, you know, it's this is there's no easy answer here. This is really about understanding your own risk, the risk of your partner um, and having a very honest conversation about it. I mean, I think, you know, communication is always important, but it's especially important right now. Um, you know, I had to go out yesterday to run a couple errands. And when I left, you know, my boyfriend was like, no non-essential stops, you know, because <laughs> we're both we're we're isolating and we're trying to be as careful as we can. And, you know, like I said, we we're, we're relying on each other here. All of us are relying on each other. So if he's self-isolating and doing a really good job of that, but I decide I need to go and, you know, get some, I don't know, I was in, I had to go to the the drugstore yesterday because I had to pick up a prescription and there were so many people in there and I was like, oh, this is stressing me out. (laughs) I tried to get in and out of there as quickly as I could. Um, But, you know, it's, our our decisions right now impact other people. So keeping those lines of communication open are really important. But like I said, virtual dating is a real thing. I encourage you to do it. You know, you can have phone sex. I'm. You can have virtual sex. You can really get very creative about how you're going to stay connected. You can write each other letters. You can, you know, um, find ways to feel that intimacy, feel that connection, and maybe even make it fun and maybe even make it exciting and maybe make it romantic and maybe make it sexy. And, 
you know, I know that right now you might feel like, oh, God, I don't even I'm just so stuck in feeling that this is awful that I can't even imagine that. But I would just urge you to consider the possibility because it is possible. Um, So that is my advice. If you are seeing someone and you are physically separated and if you are living with your partner, if you are um, cohabitating and you are um, feeling all sorts of ways about that, good, bad, you know, mixed, whatever, um, you know, well, and I, this goes for everyone in, in no matter what your situation is, that we have to take care of ourselves. So we've got to do um, the things that we need to do to emotionally, mentally, physically do the best that we can right now. Um, I just, before recording this this morning, I took a virtual yoga class over Zoom and it was great. It was the first one I've done. And I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to be doing this at least a few times a week. Um, I felt so much better after that. And, you know, yoga may not be your thing, but there's there are so many um, virtual things happening right now. If you like to dance, there are, you know, Debbie Allen has been doing dance classes on Instagram. D Nice, who's an amazing DJ, has been doing club quarantine and he's been spinning records for hours on Instagram, like amazing music and people are having dance parties in their in their living rooms. So, you know, whatever it is that you need to do, um, I was I we actually moved this week, so it was just crazy. I know not a great time to move. Um, but I found a jump rope and I was like, oh, yes, I have a jump rope. This is another way I can get some exercise. Um, so, you know, just knowing I know myself and I know that if I don't if I don't move my body, then I'm going to get really, really I'm not going to be in a good place. So, um, you know, go outside and take a walk, obviously being, you know, socially distancing yourself while you're doing that or a bike ride. Um, but there's whatever you need to do. I'm journaling every day. I mean, I do that anyway, but um, I think it's extra important right now. You know, don't oversaturate yourself with news. It's easy to just fall down a rabbit hole of news about um, the pandemic and all of the things going on. Stay informed, but don't overdose on the news. It is not good for you. It just isn't. The news in the best of times is is they're making their living on selling fear and selling panic and because that's what gets our attention. And um, it's it's just a lot. So social media, same thing. If you're on social media and, you know, I, I go on Twitter a few times a day, every day, and I like usually have to like after a few minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm all cut up. Everyone's freaking out. Uh, everything's terrible. I got it. I got it. And then I got to go off of it because it's not good for my mental health. So we all have to really pay attention to how we're feeling and what we can do to make ourselves feel better, what we can do to make ourselves stay in a better place, how we can stay connected to other people who aren't our partners, right? It's it's um. If you, I mean, if you have kids, then obviously you have an even um, more challenging situation being home with your kids and, you know, having to navigate that. And I'm sure for kids, it's so hard. Uh, one of my friends posted on Instagram today a note that her son um, had written her. And he is, how old is Henry? He is 10. Yep, he turned 10 in November. And he wrote a note that said, um, I will get my work done. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me, but it was like, I will get my work done, but I don't want to, but I don't want to talk to, 
you or dad for a long time only only notes only I'm only writing notes because he just needs some space from them I'm like oh my gosh poor baby so we all need that right so I think it's awesome that at 10 he knew that like I need a break I'm gonna do my work but I can't talk to you right now (laughs) I just can't I'm gonna write you guys notes I need a break from you so you know I think that we all need to honor those breaks. We need to have those lines of communication open with our partners. Um, you know, uh, if it's about like, I, hey, honey, we just need, I need some alone time. So can you please have the kids in this room? And so I can go in this other room and, you know, I'll do the same for you. Um, or, you know, whatever, whatever it takes to just make sure that you are not um, that you're carving out some space for yourself. That's always the most important thing. I don't care if you're single. I don't care if you're married, kids, no kids, carving out space for yourself and really taking care of yourself. Self-care, as I define it, is really thinking about how do I want to feel? So how do you want to feel when you wake up every morning? How do you want to feel as you're navigating this uncharted territory? And not that there's a perfect answer, but you want to at least say, okay, well, I know that I'm feeling really stressed. I want to feel relaxed. I don't want to feel stressed. I want to feel relaxed, right? I want to feel, um, I want to feel hopeful. I want to feel productive. I want to feel connected. I want, however it is that you want to feel, that's step one is, is, is really defining that. And then step two is saying, okay, what are the action or actions I can take? Take to support myself in feeling that way. And the answers could be as simple as I don't watch the news, right? Or I watch the news for for five minutes a day. I don't actually ever watch the news um, because I just don't ever like the news. I don't ever like how the news makes me feel. Um, and that's something that I realized about myself a long time ago. I haven't watched the news since the 2016 election because that was a horror that was a shit show um and by the way we see the importance of voting by the way here in the united states everyone who thought that like it doesn't really matter who's president we see what happens when we don't have leadership that's actually giving people um real guidance and who's really setting an example and is relying on the experts right um to give advice that's a whole other conversation, right? So we see the importance of, of leadership um, and how many people will actually get sick and die due to poor leadership. Um, so that's a real thing. But so I don't watch the news because I know that the news is not good for me. And I know that that's I, for the things that I want to do in the world and how I want to be of service to other people and how I want to show up in my relationships, I need to take care of myself. And that is something I decided a long time ago. So I'm not saying don't watch the news. And if you might watch the news and it doesn't have a, a, it doesn't have that same emotional effect on you. So, you know, everyone's different. It's not a matter of doing what I do. It's a matter of checking in with yourself and deciding what do I need to do in order to support myself in feeling the way that I want to feel. It could be that, you know, you haven't left the house in 10 days and And you need to go outside and take a walk, Um, you know, depending on where you live. If you live in a place that's very densely populated and there are lots of people out, and I know that can be more challenging. um, But if you're lucky enough to live in a place where you can take a walk and you can still do that and socially distance at the same time, like take advantage of that. You know, Um, we need we need to move our bodies. We need fresh air. Walking is just good for you emotionally, mentally. I'm a huge advocate and fan of walking in general. Um, you know, read a novel, take a break, like just so whatever, whatever it is, I'm kind of going on and on here, but you get the idea. I just want to really give you um, that encouragement to 
take care of yourself first so you can then support the other people in your life. So going back to people who are in relationships, having that level of communication, those lines of communication open, and just even to revisit things and even just say, hey, how about for the next couple of days we try doing X, Y, Z, and then we'll revisit it and see like maybe we're going to switch things up, right? Like just to know that this is a rapidly evolving situation. No one has all the answers, but we're in this together and the communication is what's going to make it so that we can get through this with the most amount of ease. And that's what I really want for you. I want you to get through this with the most amount of ease. And um, whether you're single, whether you are in a relationship, you know, staying connected to yourself, staying connected to other people, reaching out to your friends, reaching out to your family, to your loved ones, um, you know, having having virtual dinners and coffee dates and cocktail parties with your friends across the world and even next door who you can't see right now. All those things are really, really valuable. So we need each other. And I just want to encourage you to continue to stay creative and open about how we connect during this time, but it's all about connection. That's what we're here for. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. Like I said, I don't claim to have any perfect answers here. This is a very challenging and rapidly evolving situation, but I'm sending you so much love and I'm going to keep podcasting. You know, there'll be more interviews coming um, up in the next in the next weeks. And, um, you know, we're going to talk about this because this is the thing that's dominating, obviously, everyone's minds and life and lives right now. So um, stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned for more. And also a couple of other things I want to tell you about while I have you here. Um, So as I mentioned in the show notes, I will link to the Facebook group that I started, Distanced But Not Disconnected. Additionally, for people who are who want to have a brainstorming session with me and you want to figure out like, okay, what's my strategy for dating now? What am I going to do for work now? Um, If you're a person who, especially if you're a solo business person um, or freelancer, and now you're like, shit, I don't have any, I don't know what I'm going to do. My business has been totally disrupted. Um, For for anyone who's basically just freaking out about COVID-19 and how it's affecting you, I am offering pay what you can sessions. So Um, It's one one hour session. I will put the link in the show notes as well. So you can click on that link and schedule a session with me. Um, I've, I've been doing a few of those and it's been great and it's been great and been really helpful for people. Um, And so that's been really gratifying for me. So I don't want, I don't want costs to discourage you because I, like I said, it's pay what you can. So the link to that is in the show notes. I am also still doing virtual sound baths. I've done two so far. Um, because I just moved and, you know, I everything is still a little bit, uh, you know, in flux and we're still unpacking, getting settled. Um, I'm not going to be doing one this weekend, but I am going to be doing one next Sunday, April 5th at noon Pacific time, which is 3 p.m. Eastern time, which is 8 p.m. Um, you know, UK time and, you know, on and on and on. (laughs) And so uh, hopefully for some of you who have wanted to join the sound baths, but I've been doing them pretty in the evenings Pacific time. So that's kind of time prohibitive for some of you. This is your chance. So I will also um, put a link in the show notes to RSVP for the virtual sound bath. And that is free of charge. This is my gift to my community. So um, they've been great. This past week, I had a great guest, my friend Megan Hook, who is also a sound bath 
a sound healing practitioner and she's also a singer and a musician and she came and she sang and it was beautiful and trust me this this is a good thing a very 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 relaxing um and then lastly for those of you who are who see now that maybe this is an opportunity for you to go deeper and to really transform your life. Maybe you're ready to break a bad dating pattern. You're ready to get clear on what it is you need to live the life that you want, to have a relationship that you want. And you're just, you're open to coaching and you want to talk about what that would look like and get a sample of what coaching with me is like, then you can also book a free coaching discovery session with me. It's a 45 minute session. Bring me your biggest challenge right now, your biggest problem relating to love. Um, relating to your life, your lifestyle. And I promise you that you will have a perspective shift in that 45 minutes. And, um, and I can tell you about what it what uh, working with me entails, and we can decide if that is a good fit for you. So those are four things I want to tell you about the Facebook group, um, the uh, pay what you can sessions, the virtual sound baths, and also the coaching discovery sessions. So links to all of that in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> and of course, the podcast is going to keep going. I appreciate you so much for listening. I hope that you are safe and you are healthy wherever you are in the world. And I don't take for granted that you have spent some of your precious time with me today. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart, sending you a big virtual hug <laughs> and lots of love. Until next time, take care. Oh, wait. No, one more thing. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot to tell you also to stay in touch with the podcast. At, I'm at Dear Franny on all social media, especially Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And the podcast is at Dear Franny Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. So stay in touch with us. And uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you. Okay, now it's a real goodbye. <laughs> Have a great day. Mwah. <laughs>